0: Hi and welcome back to another episode of the Empowered Birth podcast. It's been a little bit since I've posted. It's been so crazy around here. My computer broke and I had to buy a new one and school is starting. So I am just now getting back into the swing of things and I'm so excited for all of the guests that are going to be coming on the show. It is going to be such an amazing year and I was so thankful to be able to record this episode before my computer broke and everything. This one was just so good, probably because it was one with one of my good friends, Jamie Miller. And she's coming on the show for a second time. So I'm going to just warn you ahead of time that when you get us together and talking about birth, oh my goodness, we just had the best time. So I'm so excited she came on the show to share her second birth story with her son. It's such a special story of faith, preparedness, and surrender. So you're not going to want to miss it. And just a little bit about Jamie. She is a family and birth photographer and owner of Jamie Lee Miller Photography. So while we are talking, if you want to go check out some of her work, go to jamieleemiller.com and check out all of her art. It's just so amazing. I love just how she takes pictures. And she's just wonderful. So before I get into this episode, I do want to remind you that if you're wanting more one-on-one coaching or input from me during your pregnancy, then joining our membership group is going to be something you may want to think about. One of the most important parts of planning for my home birth was just the community that I built around myself to encourage me when I was down and give me information that I just desperately needed. The support is more than affordable and it starts at $3 per month. That's it, friends. You will get extra content and engagement on our membership site. And maybe you don't need the extra support, but you've benefited from this podcast and you'd like to see it keep going and more guests coming on the show, then this is just a great way to support our show monthly and just show that support and appreciation. If that is of interest to you, go to patreon.com slash empoweredbirthpodcast to start your membership today. If $3 per month is out of your budget, would you please leave a review and share this episode with a friend? A big thank you to all my listeners and supporters out there. It's because of you that I get to sit here behind the mic and have amazing people smarter than me come on the show and drop some major truth bombs on y'all. So, without further ado, let's get into the show. Welcome to the Empowered Birth Podcast. I'm Allie McLean, registered nurse, home birth doula, and former feminist. My mission is to guide you into the freedom that is God's design for femininity, birth, and motherhood. There's a movement happening of powerful women uniting around finding out God's best for us. You're going to find information here that you won't find in your basic childbirth education class. You'll hear stories of women and birth professionals who are experiencing the redeeming experience that birth can be. You're going to get all the information you need to confidently navigate your way from pregnancy to postpartum and beyond. Are you ready to go on a Holy Spirit-empowered adventure? Then stick around, you're exactly where you should be. Hi, Jamie. Welcome back to the show. This is so fun to have you on another time. I'm just so excited to talk to you. And this time we're going to talk about your birth with your son. So, can you do a reintroduction? Who are you? And just, yeah, a little bit about yourself.
1: Yes, I am Jamie. I'm a birth photographer. I'm a mom a home birth mom. I have one daughter, Andrew, who just turned four and then my son Van is almost nine months. So nine months postpartum and yeah, it's been fun. Time is flying and it's just been a really good postpartum and I'm super excited to talk about his birth story because this is the first time that I'm verbally sharing the whole thing.
0: Yeah, which we were talking
1: about before is like so therapeutic
0: and actually your first episode that you came on and talked with me about was birth stories and how sharing that is so good and beneficial and therapeutic. And so I'm just so excited that you get to do this live, like on this podcast for the first time. Um, There's something so special and powerful about hearing other people's stories and sharing your own story. So thank you for coming on and talking about that. Yeah. Anytime.
1: So where do you want to begin? Do you want to begin pregnancy before that? Yeah, I think this birth story is really unique in that there's a lot of, it's almost like a nice little bow is wraps up like this whole box of things that starts even before I was pregnant. And it just kind of all comes to this peak moment at birth where there's like all these lessons and experiences and realizations just kind of come together at the moment of his birth. And so Yeah, starting. I mean, even getting pregnant. So with my daughter, yeah, I had her in 2018, April 2018. Had pretty bad postpartum depression for a long time. Couldn't even fathom having another baby because it was just terrifying and I couldn't imagine how I could possibly go through another postpartum. But eventually I did, long story short, eventually kind of came to a place where I felt ready. And mostly that just took time and it took seeking the Lord. It took healing and yeah, trusting in God's timing. And there's a lot that went into the timing thing, but mostly we decided to just trust the Lord in that if he wanted us to get pregnant in the month that we got pregnant, that he would do it. And if not, we were going to do some other things. And so we ended up getting pregnant and I just felt like, okay, this is what is supposed to happen. This is the next step for our family. And we felt really excited. And yeah, I was excited to birth again because despite having really bad postpartum depression, like the birth process, I loved, like I loved birthing my daughter. I was really excited to do it again. I was excited to pursue a home birth. I had connected with my midwife several months prior to getting pregnant and knew that whenever I would have another baby that I definitely wanted to have a home birth and and wanted her to be my midwife. And so, yeah, I was really excited for that whole experience. And I had been photographing home births too. I had just started offering birth photography like right when COVID hit. And so I literally shot one hospital birth. And then from then on, it was just home birth. And so I feel like that was really cool too, because at every home birth, I just learned more and I saw different things and I saw new things and I saw things being done different ways. And yeah, I just felt really confident and excited to have my own home birth. So Kind of the next big thing in my whole pregnancy birth story was finding out that we were having a boy. So with my daughter, we did not find out her gender. We decided to make that a surprise and it was super exhilarating, really exciting. I was really hoping for a girl. And so I was just ecstatic when I found out that she was a girl. Yeah, it was a really fun experience. And then we started kind of exploring like what would it be like to find out the second time. And we were mostly just curious about what it would be like to know during pregnancy. And then you have the aspect of it's just easier planning wise and you know what you're having and do we need to get new clothes or do we reuse our clothes and you know, all the logistics. And so we decided let's just go ahead and find out. And so I was definitely hoping for another girl, and there's a lot that goes into that. There was someone special to me who had passed away that we were going to name her after, and I was also just kind of really wanting a do-over. And that's kind of what I realized after we had found out that we were having a boy, because I could kind of picture myself, like, holding a baby, nursing a baby, looking down at this baby. This baby was a girl, Looked like Andrew, but wasn't Andrew was my new baby, and me feeling healthy and whole and happy and not feeling depressed in like this endless tunnel of darkness. and, yeah, so I think the possibility of having another girl felt like I would be able to do this again and get it right this time. and so I was really hopeful. I literally prayed every night that our baby would be a girl. And so going in to our anatomy scan, we were going to just find out, we had planned to just find out in the parking lot together. We weren't going to do anything big because I knew that if it was a boy, I knew that I'd be a little bit disappointed. And, you know, I think deep down, a lot of us, we do have some sort of preference, whether that's major preference or just like, oh, if I could choose, I would choose this. And so I knew I wanted a girl, but I remember driving to this appointment and I was feeling really like jittery. And I was like, I don't know how people do this. Why do people do this? It's so much easier to just not think about this and then find out at birth. And I was just so nervous. And I honestly don't put on music a whole lot. I usually listen to podcasts, but I decided to just put on some music. So I hadn't had my Spotify opened in like a really long time. I opened it and just started playing Great As Thy Faithfulness came on. And I think Somewhere subconsciously, I knew that I was not going to get the results that I was hoping for, but I was still, I'm an optimist. I was still very optimistic, but I should have known in that moment, like great as thy faithfulness comes on, like God was telling me, like, I am faithful. You know, I'm faithful. You know, I was faithful to bring you out of postpartum depression and create an incredible bond between you and your daughter. And I'm going to do that again. And so I was thankful that the Lord showed me that He was right there with me. And so yeah, we got out to the car after my appointment, and I opened the card, and we were like record. We had the phone on the dash, like we were recording, because I was like, "Oh, if this is a girl, I'm gonna be so excited! I want to get our reaction." <laughs> and we opened the card, and. I like, I had to do a double look because I was just like, does that really say it's a boy? So it's like, congratulations, it's a boy. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And I just started bawling and I knew that I was going to be disappointed, but truly I was devastated. And in that moment, so many things surfaced, things that were kind of like right at the surface, things that were like buried a little bit. And then things that I mean, go back years and years and years, all surfaced in this moment. And I wouldn't be able to unpack that all immediately. I mean, it took months of unpacking some of that stuff. But yeah, I remember calling my midwife that day and telling her like, I don't even know what's wrong with me. Like why I feel this way? Why I feel so sad and just devastated. And she told me, I'll never forget this. She said, your body is remembering and you need to let it remember and go through this process. And she told me, she's like, you need to go out. You need to put your feet on the ground. You need to go on a walk. You need to move your body. You need to get sunlight and you just need to let your body remember. And I kind of realized like as, after we got off the phone and I was thinking about this, that even though my mind wasn't taking me back to all these things, That had previously happened, my body was going back there for me and was remembering just kind of the the unfairness and the unmet expectations of postpartum depression. I was remembering and grieving the loss of the person we would have named our daughter after, grieving my do-over and just grieving this baby that I thought I knew. I mean, I was convinced it was a girl. I pictured a girl, we had her name and It felt like I lost her. And so that really just took some time and took just a lot of deep processing with the Lord to kind of get used to the idea of envisioning a new baby and envisioning a boy. And I knew that I could trust God because what he had done to bring me out of postpartum depression, I knew that he was going to show up really big again. And I knew that I was going to love my baby and I was going to bond with my baby because that had happened last time. And it happened after she was already born. And so I knew that even if I didn't come to this place during pregnancy of like, oh, I can't wait to have a boy and be a boy mom. I knew that at some point I was going to get to that place and I knew I could trust God to bring me there. And so I think then going into his birth story, well, I should go back and mention this song. So a lot of times I didn't really know what to pray or I didn't know like, yeah, even how to describe what I was feeling between that disappointment between fears of raising a boy because I have my own male trauma and things like that and was worried about connecting with a boy, was worried about am I i going to have postpartum depression again and had a lot of fears about postpartum. So when I didn't know what to pray, I would just put music on. And the Lord really led me to the song, King of My Heart. And it starts like the first lyrics are, let the king of my heart be the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from. And that's just how I felt like this is where I'm going to run. This is what I'm going to drink from. And that's what I'm going to cling to. And so that song will come up again at the end of his birth story. But yeah. And so, man, going in to labor, like I said, I had a lot of fears, especially towards the end of my pregnancy, the last few weeks when it was kind of like, okay, baby could really come any day. I had a really hard time feeling ready. And it wasn't until literally my due date that I finally felt ready and it wasn't even anything big. It was just all of a sudden it I was just sitting there rubbing my belly and I felt ready. And I told baby, I'm ready. I welcome you. And literally like four hours later, I was in labor and it's kind of crazy because that happened with Andrew too. And I remember I was texting you cause you're yeah. my doula both times. And with Andre. I was on an exercise ball and I told her, you can come whenever you want. And I went into labor that night. You're and literally
0: so- one of the most connected moms I've ever met. Like that just doesn't happen too, too often.
1: Yeah. Usually
0: moms are like begging, can you please yeah. come? <laughs> so you're you're just like,
1: do 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 do
0: okay, I'm ready. Like
1: Yeah. I know it's crazy. And I think it's just like, I don't know, both of my births, like, and just everything surrounding births feels so like momentous. And I know it is for everybody, but truly like both of my birth, just everything surrounding it has been such big moments in my life that I just feel like, I don't know, for some reason the Lord has just chosen to show up for me in that way and for both of them. And yeah. And I think a lot of it is just that trusting and showing that I can trust him. And I am really thankful that, that those are two gifts that he just chose to give me and chose to give me. So yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So I should have known (laughs) like when I told him I was ready that that's when he would come and yeah. So That night, I started to feel uncomfortable. It was like eight something. And I asked Joe, I was like, Do you think we're going to have a baby tonight? And he was like, No, because he thought for like two weeks that we were going to, he's like, We're going to have a baby. We're going to have a baby. And then he's like, Yeah, we're not having a baby. (laughs) And so it was kind of funny, but I was just feeling uncomfortable. I know I texted you and was like, I'm not in labor, but I'm feeling labory. (laughs) And I know you were like, Oh, you're like, I'm ready. (laughs) Uh, You're definitely in labor. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, and I texted my midwife too shortly after that to just be like, you know, I'm having some pressure, like something's going on. And yeah, by 10 or so, I was kind of getting that clammy, shaky feeling. And that was definitely like, okay, I'm definitely in labor. Cause I remember I had the same thing with Andrew. It was just kind of clammy and shaky. And so yeah, you headed over pretty soon after that. And I remember when you got there, we were just having so much fun and yeah, it was 11 o'clock and I would like have a contraction and then we would just talk and then I'd have another one and we'd keep talking. And I just remember thinking like, this is just so fun. And it was so fun because I knew like, I didn't even have to go anywhere. Like we weren't going to go to the hospital this time. We just got to be, this is what it was going to be. And it was just going to progress and we were going to be here. And I was just so excited and you were just
0: enjoying the moment like and it was so different yes. because last time I got there right as you were in deep transition there was yes. like no chatting it was go time baby. Yes. 10 minutes after you get to the hospital like yes. just dramatic and so to walk in and actually just interact and watch you do your thing and be so at peace it was like it was so wonderful. It was like such a beautiful atmosphere to walk into. Yes. And I mean, that's all you and and your husband creating that just and the Lord had that peaceful mm-hmm. atmosphere. You can walk in and you just know when the Holy Spirit is there. and
1: he was, and yes. it was powerful, yes. and that is what I wanted for this birth. Like with Andrea, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have a natural birth. Like I'm going to feel everything. And like, I'm going to do it. And that was like, that was the lesson to be learned is that I could do this. Like I am capable and I can do it. And that was my goal. And this goal, I already knew that I could do it. And so what I wanted to, was to take it, another step deeper. And I wanted a spiritual experience. I wanted to really just experience the Lord. I wanted that to be my whole mindset. And I knew that that would set me up like going right into postpartum. Like if I just really know that the Lord is with me, like it's going to make a huge day. I wanted to start off on the right foot. Yeah. I wanted to feel the Lord's presence through my labor and through birth. And so, I mean, part of that was I had really prayed and considered who I wanted to be in my birth space. And that was down. And I mean, I had invited three people. I had invited you, besides my husband and my daughter, I invited you, my midwife, and my birth photographer, and then my midwife's assistant. And that's who I felt like I should invite into my birth space. And I also just remember feeling this peace or like this. Kind of like a prompting to pray that whoever is supposed to be at my birth is going to be there. And so again, it's like, how do we not know these things in the moment that like that means that like, oh, there's somebody that's not going to be there? You know? He
0: prepares and you in advance. Yes. He he really has.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. Cause not too long after you arrived, the midwife called and said that she had another mom who was in labor and i think she said that she was like going to go check on her and then come over to us or something like that and then called back and was like i'm going to send my assistant to you guys instead and so and i remember when you told me cuz things had had intensified pretty quickly after you got there and so i was very much in the zone even within like an hour and i remember you telling me okay the midwife is going to be with this other mom and she's sending her assistant here And I felt complete peace. And I mean, I was like, so close and like connected with my midwife and truly wanted her to be there so bad. But I don't even know. I mean, it was like, the Bible talks about peace that surpasses all understanding. And that's exactly what I had. I mean, I had no reservations at all. And think that's what a lot of like society will call that a mother's intuition. And we call it the Holy spirit, that the Holy spirit gives us the peace that we need. And if for whatever reason I needed additional support, I knew that he would have prompted me to do so, but I knew that I was safe and I knew I was exactly where I was supposed to be. And I had that peace and assurance from the Lord. So I continued laboring. And at one point when things kind of intensified again, I remember I asked for Andre. I was really excited for her to be a part of the whole process. And we had like prepared, watched birth videos. She knew what to expect. And, and I, when I was kind of at the point of like, okay, I don't really know how fast this is going to happen, but it could happen fast. Like, I don't want to be like, crowning and she gets it, you know, I wanted her to be a part of truly like kind of get the whole picture. And I also needed an oxytocin boost. So I was like giving my daughter, like, let's like ramp up this oxytocin. I wanted to feel all the hormones. And so it was really sweet having her be a part of it. And she just did so good. She like rubbed my back and she rubbed my hair. And it was just really sweet to have the natural doula. For sure. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, she tapped exactly. right into that and she knew exactly how to yeah. make her mama feel good.
1: It exactly, was- yeah. I feel like she, it was her own intuition that even, I mean, as a three-year-old that she could kind of read the room and kind of, you know, knew what was happening. And yeah, it was really cool.
0: Okay, and now it's time to share one of my sponsors with you. After my first birth, which ended in a traumatic C-section, I started researching literally everything, including things that go in and on me and my family's body. I started getting rid of everything, first starting with cleaning products and then over the counter meds, but makeup has been the hardest thing for me to replace. It seems as all the natural makeup is in powder form and with the type of covers that I like, it just was not cutting it. That's when I found Araza Beauty's All-in-One Coconut Cream Foundation. This foundation actually improves my skin while providing sun protection and, of course, even coverage. With a dewy finish, almost like a BB cream, it's perfect for everyday wear. Plus, it's packed with ingredients like jojoba oil, probiotics, antioxidants, and zinc oxide, which provides SPF 28 coverage. I also love that Araza Beauty is a woman-owned and dedicated to giving back to victims of domestic violence. I feel great about supporting this company, which makes its super luxurious makeup even more satisfying. Now, I recommend starting with the foundation. See what I did there? Foundation. (laughs) You won't regret it. Just to make it easier for you, Araza is giving my listeners a special discount of 15% off. So go to arazabeauty.com and use the code EMPOWEREDBIRTH at checkout.
1: So at some point, I remember I started feeling tired, feeling like, okay, I'm kind of like ready to be done. And I started saying, I need a break. like. Lord, give me a break. And he kind of, it was like right after I said that, I just I felt him tell me, like, that's not what you should be asking for. Like I want you to ask for rest. And so I started asking for rest because I was in labor. I was not going to get a break. And I was in, I mean, at that point, I can't remember for sure. I think I was probably I had to have even in transition. Like you don't get a break in transition, really. And so I just started asking for rest and he did he gave me rest. And I remember that being a really beautiful moment of I was laying on the bed and I just all of a sudden had this break and but I still kept praying cuz I knew I was going to still need it when things kind of picked up again I just was praying, "Lord, give me a rest. Lord, give me a rest." And the midwife or my midwife's assistant who was there she would echo, thank you for this rest. And I would say, Lord, give me rest. And she would say, thank you for this rest. And I just remember that as a really significant moment that there was work to be done and there was gratitude to be given to the Lord for what he was doing. And then I remember when things picked up again, I would pray like at the peak of a contraction, I would pray, like I would say, Take it, Lord, take it, Lord. And I wasn't that I was even asking him to take away like the sensations of labor, but it was truly like a surrendering. And that's what I feel like he had been, I mean, preparing me for and teaching me to do throughout my pregnancy was surrendering to not what I wanted, but what to what his plan was. And so I was kind of transferring this weight and yeah, this, I guess, will or power out of my own hands and into the Lord's and just releasing that energy into his hands. And that went so much further than just labor, but that was like a spiritual lesson. And so that was a really cool moment too. And it was very soon after that, that I had my first involuntary pushing sensation. And I got off the bed and I was like hanging on Joe. So he was standing and I had my arms around his neck and it was just like the gravity of my baby descending, just like pulled me lower and lower each time. And my poor husband, it wasn't even like it was just the weight of like my body and then like the baby and all of that. But I was almost like pulling down on him. And, but I just remember, I don't know. It was just this crazy feeling of like lowering, like almost like reaching a point of like, I'm about to meet my baby and kind of just like sinking into that feeling while like physically like sinking like closer and closer to the floor. And yeah, I knew that I was close. And I remember feeling like a slight ring of fire. And, but I don't know, I thought this kind of feels like it. Like, am I crowning or is he crowning? But it felt a little bit too easy. And then I remember the midwife was like, here's your bag. And I was like, oh, that's because my water hadn't broken yet. Which is interesting is the same way with my daughter my water was intact till the very end. And so it's really cool to look back and see the pictures because it's like literally a water balloon was hanging out of me. And so like the midwife was just gently supporting it. And it just literally looks like this little water balloon. And so it's like I birthed this little water balloon. And I remember Joe, there was like a mirror behind me. And so Joe was like watching everything in the mirror as I'm like hanging on his neck, and it's so funny because in the video you can just hear him say, "Holy smokes!" and it's just so funny. And so, and then there was like a splash, and that you know my waters were releasing, and and Andrew had asked, "Where's my baby?" and 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 Joe said, "Baby will be here soon," and man, that's when I I feel like I was getting. Started to get really pushy. So I was a little bit pushy before that, but then that sensation really ramped up. And I remember feeling the true ring of fire then. And, you know, it just lasts for like a few seconds as he crowned and I reached back to touch his head. And that is a feeling that I still sometimes, even nine months later, like I'll put my hand on his head and it just takes me right back to that moment. And I truly, I mean, I was like, felt like I was giving birth from my head to my toe and I would find out later that he was 10 and a half pounds, which kind of, I'm like, no wonder he took up like every inch of me, I feel like, but this labor really was more challenging. So it was, I was on my hands and knees and I had like a second to like release one hand to go back and feel his head. But I will never forget how that felt. And I just knew that I was so close. And right after that, King of My Heart came on the playlist and I knew I was like, the song is like what, three or four minutes long. And so I knew within the next three or four minutes, I'm going to meet my baby because I knew that that was the Lord telling me you are almost here. And this song kind of carried you through some of your fears and some of your doubts. My like voice gets shaky when I like talk about this part, but that kind of i mean it just it helped me to worship through pregnancy and it was leading me into a moment of worship again as i was about to birth my baby and i think it's just really beautiful that that was the start of my journey as a mom to this baby outside of my womb was yeah just that promise from the lord and so yeah he i remember the midwife saying let's welcome this baby because i feel like i don't know what it was if i was just kind of like caught up in the moment of the song or what but i feel like he crowned and was just kind of there for a little while and and so she said you know let's welcome this baby and then i pushed just a little bit and his head was born and his body was born all at once and i kind of supported him as he just kind of came to the floor And I remember I just like scooped him up and I can still feel how he felt just warm and sticky. And I was just crying out like, my baby, my baby. And he cried a little bit, but was mostly really calm. And yeah, and how I wrote it when I wrote out my birth story was that he was quiet and calm, warm and waited for and welcomed in his own time. And that's like, I don't even know how else to sum it up other than like those short words was that I mean, through not feeling ready for a lot of my pregnancy to all of a sudden feeling like, okay, now you can come. And then even at the moment of birth where, you know, he had crowned and was just there for a little bit. And then it came to a moment of like, okay, now we're ready. And he, yeah, I don't know. I just, he had to wait on me and I had to wait on him. And it was just this, I don't know, this mutual like connectedness of waiting for each other. And yeah, I don't know. It was just a really beautiful moment. And I just felt euphoric, but peaceful and just so grateful to the Lord. And I knew when he was born that I was going to be okay, because even up until, I mean, 40 weeks pregnant, I felt peace that this postpartum would be different, but I also knew the reality that I could go back to a really hard place that I had been before. But I knew in that moment when he was born that the Lord was telling me that I was going to be okay and that he was writing a new story for me and for my family. And I look back now and I think about even having Andre being a part of the whole thing. I mean, it was really this was a family-centered birth. I mean, she was there through it all, my husband was there and They walked through postpartum depression with me. My husband was there with me through it all. My daughter, I mean, she was a newborn. She didn't know what was going on, but still, you know, she was there. And I think now that, you know, she doesn't remember the state that I was in when I was going through PPD when she was a baby. And thankfully, there. Isn't any marks of that on our relationship now? We're really connected and really close. But she will remember me mothering her baby brother. And I mean, she's four, she, you know, three and a half to four this whole time, you know, she's old enough to remember. And I'm just so thankful that the Lord has written us a new story for our family. And because we together as a family have experienced how beautiful birth and postpartum really can be. And not everyone gets that. I didn't get that the first time. And I mean, I can't even take any credit for it. It's truly a gift that the Lord has given me. And I just feel so grateful. And I know that he has just continued to show me that he wants to give me good things. And even when he chooses to let me walk through something hard that he's not going to leave my side and he's going to be there with me through it. And so, yeah, I mean, I can't even de-spiritualize my birth. There's no way that I can tell my my birth story without making it like the super spiritual thing, but truly that's what it is. And I think that's what every birth is, <laughs> whether we know it or not is we're bringing life into the world and there's nothing that's not spiritual about that. So. Yeah. yeah it's so
0: true there's no getting out of the fact that there is a spiritual aspect to birth because there's another soul entering all mm-hmm. through your body like that is so powerful and so it's just a matter of well who do you believe form that soul mm-hmm. yeah. there when that soul comes in to the world and yeah. like if you allow him to show you his presence man he will like yeah. knock he will ask and he will show you himself in such powerful ways. And birth is such a beautiful way. Man, your story will be in there both times, brought me into tears, hearing it brings Mm -hmm. tears to my eyes. And it just makes me say, man, God is good. Like that's just, Mm -hmm. God is so good. And so I just, I hope that everyone listening is just so beyond encouraged hearing your story. Thank you so much for sharing. It just, so good for my heart to hear and I just want to invite everyone who's listening to this like if you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord and you are wanting that you desire that like it's such a beautiful gift to be able to birth with like knowing the creator of the universe is there like Mm -hmm. so personally so intimately like he cares so deeply about this and so if That's something that you want to learn more about. Please, please, please reach out to Jamie and I, and we would love to talk to you more about that. But it's Mm -hmm. such a testimony, it's such a beautiful thing that He has given us. It's a gift and not a curse to birth babies. Mm -hmm. So, thank you. Do you have any last thoughts or, or words for
1: those who've heard your story today? I just think that there is a lot of beauty in surrendering. And I think that that, I mean, was a big lesson for me throughout all of this. I mean, there's a, a constant recurring theme of surrendering. And I even remember telling the midwife, oh my gosh, I didn't even talk about like the fact that he was 10 and a half pounds and how all that went down. Now I'm like remembering all these things. I'm like, I feel like I cut my, my birth story off. But I remember right after he was born, I told the midwife, I was like, I don't know, all like emotional and crying and and saying like I I told him I was ready today and I told him he was welcome. I wasn't ready before then, but I was I was ready. And I told him he was welcome. And she and she said you are fully surrendered. And and that was totally it. Is that I was just fully surrendered. Finally, I mean, in the last hour, like truly forty weeks pregnant, literally on my due date, which is crazy. Yeah, it's wild. 40 weeks on the dot. Finally, I felt ready. And yeah, I don't know. I think there's just a lot of power in surrendering and what can happen when we surrender to our bodies during pregnancy and birth, but also I mean just in any other aspect of life surrendering to the Lord. And yeah. But oh my gosh, yeah, we got to talk about how he was 10 and a half pounds because that was wild. And I I mean you were there, I remember. And by that point, my midwife who I, you know, was my original midwife who did all my prenatal care and whatnot was the one who came like right maybe 45 minutes after he was born. She was able to come. She had finished up with the other mom that she was serving and she was weighing the baby and she was like eight, nine. And I was like, okay, maybe he'll be nine something. And then she's like 10. And I was like, what? She's like 10 and a half. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's no way. But yeah, he's our our little chunk and our daughter is super tiny and our boys are big future Husker football players. So <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if your body can make it, yes, your body can birth it. And absolutely. And I remember telling you, I was like in the bath afterwards and I told you, I was like, I'm going to become a big baby warrior because there is a lot of women are told that they can't birth a baby vaginally And a lot of times that's due to the size. And I am here to tell you that you can birth a big baby vaginally without any problems. I mean, Mm -hmm. seamlessly, my perineum was intact and I did have a little bit of a labial tear on the side because he was born with a nuchal hand. So his hand was by his face. And so I had a little tear from that, which was a little annoying (laughs) postpartum, but truly that was like. The only thing that didn't go like perfectly. And yeah, I just think our bodies are so capable. So I don't know. I think that's a big takeaway too is that if you've ever been told that you can't birth a big baby, I'm here to tell you that you absolutely can.
0: Yes, I love it. Well, JB, where can my listeners find you and connect with you and hear more about
1: your story or just ask you questions? Yeah. I'm on Instagram. And then um, I do like a little bit of blogging here and there, but I have like my whole birth story with all of the details and yeah, a little more to the story on my blog too. It's jamielumiller.com. So yeah, his birth story is on there and you can find other ways to connect with me there.
0: I love it. Well, thanks so much for coming on and talking with me again. It's always such a pleasure to just hear your point of view and talk with you more. So thank you a big thank you to jamie for coming on and sharing her story if you have any questions about today's episode or would like to connect with jamie please check out the show notes and we would both love to chat with you and answer any questions you may have so don't forget to join our private facebook group at facebook.com slash empowered Mama's tribe to chat with more ladies wanting an empowered birth as always thanks for tuning in and stay empowered